Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Family Photographer Marketing Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about email marketing, which I know is something that a lot of family photographers know they should do, but they end up putting it off because they worry about what to say or how to get people on the list in the first place. So in this episode, we'll go over two strategies of how to engage and increase your email list. So first of all, we know that the important reason to build an email list is because it becomes part of a marketing asset that you own. So just like your website that you own and you have full control over, your email list is the same. We know we don't have full control over social media and the algorithms and a lot of the ways that we market. So that's why email is so incredibly powerful, but it is underutilized by family photographers. And I understand why it can feel like I asked in the mini marketing school about why people haven't been emailing. And the number one thing is that they just don't know what to say, and then they don't want to just bother people for no reason. So hopefully these strategies will help you think of email marketing in a new way that doesn't feel like you are bothering people and instead feels like you're actually providing value to them, which is the best way to go when we think about communicating into someone's email inbox because we're all pretty protective over that space. So we don't want to just spam it with information that people don't really need. So the strategies I'm going to talk about build awareness of your brand, but also helps you build trust as a local expert, which you are. Sometimes for whatever reason, and probably because these businesses are mostly done from our homes, we don't feel like local businesses in the way that a brick and mortar store on Main Street does, but we are. And the more we step into that role and provide value, the more confidence that we build within our own systems. So this strategy is all about clients local clients and serving them with value. So we're not trying to build an email list for every person in the US and we're not trying to make it so broad that people outside of our town would really find it interesting. So the lead magnet or the freebie, which is the reason that someone would get on the list, becomes a handholder between your potential client and a struggle they might be having. So it's not just an informational blast about your business, that really doesn't work very well in the beginning anyway because you don't have a lot of eyes on your business or people wanting to seek more information about your business. You are in the growth phase. So you need to actually be the one providing value to people. So here's the first here's the first um, strategy. So that is to see yourself as a local expert. So you focus on being the local expert in your area for family with kids. So obviously this is talking about family photography. So we're not leaning into the idea of an ideal client. We're just talking about a broad 
value giving system to this group of people that you photograph, families with kids. So it could be a seasonal marketing sequence focused on activities or events for kids each season. So it could it could be something like this. The freebie could be like summertime activities for kids in New Brunswick. That's a town that is a town. It's just an example town. Or best summer camps for kids under 12 in Dallas. So if you're a mom or a dad or whoever, and you're searching around and you see something like that, that a local expert who works with kids has compiled something that's helpful to you, you're going to be much more likely to have your eye drawn to that as opposed to learn more about my business. So it's much more specified. The other strategy you can go within this local sphere is to become a local connector. So you can showcase local businesses and share their seasonal happenings, like whatever they have going on. So the freebie or lead magnet or the reason someone would get on the list in the first place could be to obtain a collection of local businesses information to help them have a wonderful summer, like a wonderful summer event or a wonderful summer overall. What businesses in your area, like for example, you could go to anyone who's offering fun events, fun things to do, and you could showcase those businesses or people so that you could help a family plan summer in your town with their kids. So the idea too would be that you would go to these businesses and let them know that you're shouting them out in your newsletter because that sort of awareness is always really helpful anyway. So it doesn't, it's, you're going in there and saying, Hey, I'm shouting out your business, not just, Hey, here's some information about my business. Another one is you could put together a couple summer date ideas for mom and dad, and you could do the same thing. Go through around your town, go to this beach, then go here for dinner, then go here for dessert, and you could have a couple different options there. Is this going to attract every single person that sees it? No, but the idea is to start thinking about email lists in a different way, because I would say 99.999% of the freebies or the reason to get on an email list that I see from family photographers is one sentence and it says, join my newsletter. So this is just a different way to think about it. So when you, if you do become a local connector and you want to talk about local businesses, this brings me to a third growth opportunity that you have within the email marketing space. So if there's a business that you know would be a great referral partner for, for you and your business, write a helpful email for their email list sponsored by you. So every single business is looking for a way to add value to their clients and the people on their list. And it's the same for you. If you had an established list and another business approached you and said, hey, I I wrote this super helpful email that pertains to your family photography clients, you may be like, great, I'd love to add this value to them. So you can be the one adding value to someone else's list. So let's say that you write an email for a local kids clothing boutique on outfit ideas for fall photos featuring their products and your images. That's a great value for both of you. That clothing boutique may have an established list. It's a great way to introduce yourself. You're giving value to them, to the list owner, and then of course you're expanding awareness about your own business. So that's a way that a lot of people underutilize email is they just think about like the only thing that the only reason people are getting on my email list is because they want to learn about my business. But when you're in growth mode, you just 
don't have a lot of people who are in that mindset yet, but you can quickly become known as someone who is top of mind as a local expert for families in your area. So that's kind of the goal here. And moving forward in marketing, I feel like that's going to be a huge differentiator from the people who stay on Instagram, post on Instagram, sit back and don't view themselves as local experts as opposed to people who are out and about and making connections with people in their town, they're going to be much more top of mind than people who stay just on Instagram. So strategy two is for more established photographers. So this is kind of session information only. So if you book off of an email list priority system, that means that the email subscribers get first dibs on session openings. So this only works if you've built up some trust and have a scarcity-based booking strategy. People on the list would be past clients and you would need to consistently call new people to the list with the promise of the first dibs on sessions of that season. So you want to write those emails with a really strong call to action to book um, because just being on the list and getting the emails may not be enough. So when I've looked at people's emails who do this, they may be like, hey, spring is open. Yay. And then like, there's no real strong call to action. There's no education in that post. There's no, I mean, you could take some of the ideas of strategy one in terms of being a local expert and infuse them into a email booking strategy as well. So people on the list may be incentivized to forward that email to their friends if you have something more interested, more interesting in it than just here's the next sessions that are available. So the emails, so let's say it had something even like you wrote the email and it was like, hey, uh, spring sessions are open. Thank you so much for being on my list. As a list member, you get first choice of sessions. I'm also opening this up to friends of email subscribers. So here is a discount code for your friend and you can use it as well if you forward them this email. Super simple, super great incentive to for that friend to spread their spread the word of your business to another friend. So again, these are the types of simple strategies that are really overlooked when it comes to marketing and marketing on emails becomes extremely boring because it's very information based and not value adding. All right. So now the number two question that I got was how often to send emails. So it really depends on your time your productivity, your ability to produce email ideas. And you know, I'm going to say it, it depends on data. So you need to try a few things and that's why you need an email marketing service that actually provides information on who opened and clicked. So within my own business, I pay attention to open rates. That gives me some insights into how my titles are doing. The email title is obviously really important and the time of day that I'm sending the email. I also pay attention to the click-through rate. Did I provide an enticing enough incentive for people to actually click? So I'm going to list out a few email providers to try. I've researched all of these and used a few myself, and I'll add them in the show notes as well, so don't feel like you have to jot them all down. The first one is MailChimp, and that's where I started. It's first 1,000 subscribers are free, Um, and then you have, oh my gosh, let me see if I can say this, Clavio. So the first are 500 subscribers are free and it's really good for campaigns. So if you had perhaps a spring campaign where you were going to feature 
you had like an ongoing, I really love the idea of date night for mom and dad. So if you had like an ongoing date night email campaign that features local businesses, things that are happening around your town, things to do, those sort of campaigns can be, I found a little bit tricky to set up in MailChimp. So this one might be good. Moo Send. I don't know how they think of these business name ideas, $9 a month for their pro plan. So they have one of the cheapest pro plan options and theirs is very good for drag and drop email, um, like building. So a lot of people who use Squarespace or Wix and they're used to that drag and drop style, you may find that MooSend works really well with how you like to build things. OmniSend is free for the first 250 subscribers and they have a really good integration with like Messenger and WhatsApp. So if you find that you communicate with your clients a lot through those mediums, you might want to look into them. Brevo, which used to be Send in Blue, has text integration and you can send free uh, to the first 300 emails a day. So text integration is interesting. I have not moved into text message marketing myself, and I do get very annoyed when people uh, text me marketing things. However, everyone has a different list and everyone has a different client base. So if you find yourself communicating in text a lot with your clients, that could be a good option for you. So in next week's episode, we are going to start our series on copy. And within that series, there will be information on email copy, but this should be enough to get you started on ideas. I'm also including a link to an email workbook that'll go through a bunch of this stuff and help you tie in these emails to what you're actually trying to book and come up with a few ideas. So this episode is sponsored by my new offer I put together which is a three week marketing mentor session. So I had the course, I have the course still, and it's been really fun to see people go through the course, but I see people not actually implementing a lot of the stuff in the course because it's just can feel really overwhelming. So I created this mentor session so that I can kind of handhold people as they're making these changes. So it starts out with a in-person or Zoom meeting where we go over everything you're currently doing and where you want to go. And then in between that meeting and the final meeting, there's Voxer support so that if you run into fear blocks or roadblocks, you can check in with me and I can give you personalized ideas of how to get over those. And then the third meeting is where we build you out kind of a seasonal plan that you can keep repurposing year after year. So I'll link that in the show notes. And then if you need more actionable help, but you're not ready for a mentorship, then you can join mini marketing school subscription on Instagram. All right, guys, I hope you have a great week. Mm-hmm.